Today on the news and why it matters, we watched the impeachment hearing so you didn't have to. We will give you the super cuts coming right up. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stu Bergier, Jason Buttrell, and Rob Eno. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, got a lot to get into with this impeachment circus, I mean, hearing. Uh, but first, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. So American Financing um, does financial business the right way, unlike many of the financial institutions who are just looking for what's going to be the best kickback for, uh, for us. We don't really want to put you in, you know, a reasonable loan. We want to put you in something that's good for us, not for you. Yeah, that's not who American Financing is, which Stu knows from firsthand experience because he wanted them to give him one of those crazy, insane loans. And they were like, Dude, you don't want to. You don't want to do that. <laughs> you, you can do that. We can do it with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, answered all of his questions though, and we're really, really uh, professional to work with. They have salary-based professionals. They are not commission-based. So, trust me when I tell you, they really are looking to put you and your family in the right solution for you. So, whether it's a refi, whether it's a home loan. Interest rates are really great right now. Uh, if you want to get that done, I suggest you do it now and you do it with American Financing. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net or you can call 800-906-2440. That is AmericanFinancing.net. Uh, so I said earlier, we watched the impeachment so that you didn't have to. I was kind of lying. I didn't watch all of it because, I mean, I had, you know, I have other better things to do, like watch paint dry. Um, but we did keep a close eye on what was going on. Nothing surprising, right? No, nothing shocking, I don't think, uh, really stood out. Stu, do you I mean, the, big, the media is saying there's big things that happened. Uh, the media has been saying. Yeah, probably the biggest thing is this uh, new revelation of an extra phone call uh, that... Uh, Taylor, the one of the what is he? The, I can't think of Charge, charge d'affaire. Yeah. Charge d'affaire because he's not a, the actual ambassador. He's not the actual ambassador. But anyway, he was he uh, was in the room, I guess, with when Sondland, um, the EU ambassador, was on the phone with Trump. And afterwards, he asked him about the phone call and indicated that Trump uh, knew about the investigations or something like that. And again, it's hearsay. It's second secondhand information. Uh, I didn't see it as a huge moment. Honestly, but it wasn't something that was not included in his original testimony, so they did talk about it that way. Well, and let's, I, I want to play Taylor <laughs> saying pretty much exactly okay. what you just said is this is really who you want on the stand to give testimony on whether or not we impeach a president over, I don't know, a game of telephone? Watch. Mr. Goldman, what, what I can do um, here for you today is tell you what I heard from. People. And in this case, oh. it was what I heard from <laughs> Ambassador Sondland. Well, I mean, thankfully, Jason, we have Taylor on the case to tell us what he heard from people so, who, who heard it from other people, maybe. I don't know. That's kind of, I guess, uh, symbolic of the entire thing and how this started. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of this started off a of hearsay. I think the whistleblower actually heard about this in a bar. That's the alleged uh, way he heard of this. Um, everyone has kind of been like, hey, did you hear what the president did on this? And wasn't that so horrible? And then interestingly enough, it never actually happened in the end. 
It may have intended for it to happen, but it never actually did end up happening in the end. I don't. The thing that uh, that stuck out in my mind that because I don't. This is kind of like Glenn described this this morning as a, like a table read. This is what it seems like yeah. because it's none of this is going to be groundbreaking. Oh my gosh! Because we, this has already been leaked by the Democrats. All of this has already been leaked to us, mm-hmm. so we know what they're going to say. We know the general context. What we don't have is the back and forth from. The opposite side from the Republicans. We haven't seen them put in their little, you know, zingers and one-liners, which will be fun. But at the end of the day, I don't know if a whole lot of substance will come out of it. But just to show how much I think how much deception is involved in this whole process, Adam Schiff again backtracked again on whether he even knows who the whistleblower is. Yes, yes, and we do have. Let's watch. Oh man, good old Adam Schiff. Let's watch Adam Schiff uh, say, I, "I don't, I don't know who the whistleblower is. I don't know what you're talking about." Watch. Members of Congress, you are the only member who knows who that individual is, and your staff is the only staff of any member of Congress who's had a chance to talk with that individual. We would like that opportunity. When might that happen in this proceeding today? First, as the gentleman knows, that's a false statement. I do not know the identity of the whistleblower, and I'm determined to make sure that identity is protected. (laughs) But as I said to Mr. Conaway... you are. You will have an opportunity, after the witnesses testify, to make a motion to subpoena any witness and compel a vote. This, mm. is, this is the third reversal on this. Like, for, it came out, we don't know who it is, but we're glad he came forward. Then the article came out from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Then he was actually asked on, tel- I don't remember who did this. It was MSNBC, I MSNBC. believe. MSNBC, yeah. and he said, oh, I guess we should have been a little more forthcoming, you know, with <laughs> how we handled this. Obviously, everyone in his staff knows who it is. He knows who it is because they were conversing with him before he even the whistleblower even filed the complaint. And look, Everyone knows his name. Everyone on Capitol Hill and now the rest of the country knows who this guy is. It's now, ridiculous. Uh, uh, Rob, I want to get your thoughts, but I want to point out first, um, you know, he said it at the beginning of the hearing. He said, I have no idea who the whistleblower is. I don't know. I, I somehow it was just my staff who knew, but they totally didn't tell me. They kept it in complete confidence. He doubled down on it at the very end in his uh, closing remarks. He really, really wants to make sure you guys know he does not know who the whistleblower is. Watch. Just conclude by saying, because I can't let it go unanswered. <laughs> it was answered. Some of my colleagues made the statement repeatedly that I've met with the whistleblower, that I know who the whistleblower is. It was false the first time they said it. It was false the second through 40th time they said it. It will be false the last time they say it. Rob, does it surprise you at all that Adam Schiff once had a career aspirations of becoming a screenwriter in Hollywood? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, he is shocked to find that there is a whistleblower in the building. Um, it, this is just, it, it's, like you said, it's the entire thing. This has been Groundhog Day, like I've said before, since the beginning of the Trump presidency. We're now at the 1,027th day of the Trump presidency, where they all wake up in the morning and go, this is the day we're going to get Donald Trump even if we have to make up stuff to get it. I don't think anybody's mind in the United States was changed by these hearings. You know, the, the, the media was hyping, you know, as soon as they have the hearings, you're gonna, we're going to see that, that, that Donald Trump's really evil and you're all going to see. We, like you said, we know it. And, and they're trying to, like, push it as a reality show, right? As, like, a, an episode. I don't know if you saw Soledad O'Brien went nuts at our favorite man, mm-hmm. Brian, Brian Stelter. Stelter. Because Brian Stelter was like hyping up the, you know, episode one of the impeachment hearings has to be really, really good to keep people's attention. And she was like, what are you doing? It's all a game to these people. Uh, You know, it's true. And uh, I mean, no one's telling the truth, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, 
Adam Schiff is completely lying about not knowing who this whistleblower is. But so is Jim Jordan, right? Like, Jim Jordan's like, you're the only person in Congress who knows who this is. Like, they're all just lying. Um, we all know who it is. Um, now, it's true that she's, his staff is the only one who's talked to him, which is, is vital. Well, you know, it is interesting uh, you bring that up. So how would we even know that Eric Jaramella was the whistle? Like, they keep saying, like, Adam Schiff um, sent this letter and told everyone, A, you better not say the whistleblower's name because mm-hmm. that is not allowed. You will be investigated. How would they know if they were saying the whistleblower's yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how, would you, how do you guys even know that that's accurate? They released, I don't know if you guys saw this, they released a transcript that had the guy's name yes. in it. Yep. Do you know was, this guy? Do yeah, you know this guy? Do you, it, 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 it's so bad. It's yeah. insane. And like all this comes down to is like there's three outcomes that are possible here, right? Like they either go through the charade and don't impeach him. They go through the charade, they do impeach him, and then they do remove him. And neither one of those is going to happen, mm-hmm. right? It's the third one, which is they do impeach him, they don't remove him, and there's some sort of political fallout that comes out from that. We saw with, uh, you know, there's arguments that you can make that it helped Bill Clinton, though, again, I you know, it's a weird case to make considering the economy, the, way, the shape it was, and Al Gore losing in 2000. I don't know that it actually helped them. Um, but, you know, obviously, like you saw, you know, a real downturn for, you know, how did Jimmy Carter get a freaking job? So, I mean, it, 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 these, these things can do different, they can have different outcomes. What is the political impact of this when it's over? How, who is going to, who's going to benefit from it? Who's going to play it upright? That's what the intrigue is. The intrigue is not really... It's like it's like watching a football game and, and, and not caring about the score at the end because the scores we know what the score is going to be. They're going to impeach him. They're not going to remove him. So what happens in the middle of the game that's interesting? Yeah, it's like a Tampa Bay Dolphins game. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, going back to the the statement, the letter that Adam Schiff sent to uh, all House Republicans. So he said not only would it result in uh, mention of the whistleblower would result in an immediate complaint to the House Ethics Committee, which, oh, my God, what a bunch of whiners. Yeah. If you say his name, if you say the name of the person that none of us know the name of, we're going to tell on you. That's what we're going to do. But let me read you the whole uh, the whole quote here, because there was something else that he told them that they were not allowed to bring up. He said the committee has a long, proud and bipartisan history of protecting whistleblowers, including from efforts to threaten, intimidate, retaliate against or undermine the confidentiality of whistleblowers. Uh, among other authorities, the Intelligence Authorization Act of 2010 and the Intelligence Community Whistleblower Protection Act include procedures for intelligence community personnel to make protected disclosures to inspectors general, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And then so let's go to he says it is important to underscore that the House's impeachment inquiry and the committee will not serve as venues for any member to further the same sham investigations into the Bidens or into debunked conspiracies, conspiracies about 2016 U.S. election interference that President Trump pressed Ukraine to undertake for his personal political (laughs) benefit, nor will the committee facilitate any efforts by President Trump or his allies to threaten, intimidate and retaliate uh, against the whistleblower who courageously and lawfully raised concerns about the president's conduct. I mean, it's incredible. The same sham investigations into the Bidens. Right. Like, here is the way we think this should come out. So you have to agree with it. Right. Like, it's, well, they don't believe it's a sham. They don't believe he did it for his own personal political development uh, uh, improvement. Um, you know, this is like he's trying to set the rules out and the rules just happen to be that we need to win. Like, you know, like, hey, you guys could say whatever you want as long as it's good for Adam Schiff. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, we also had George Kent, who during his testimony kind of 
felt like he was basically saying there was probably a reason to investigate uh, Burisma and what was happening with Hunter Biden. Watch. The pervasive and longstanding problem of corruption in Ukraine included exposure to a situation involving the energy company Burisma. The primary concern of the U.S. government since 2014 was Burisma's owner, Mykola Zlochevsky, whose frozen assets abroad we had attempted to recover on Ukraine's behalf. In early 2015, I raised questions with the Deputy Prosecutor General about why the investigation of Mr. Zlochevsky had been terminated, based on our belief that prosecutors had accepted bribes to close the case. Later, I became aware that Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. Soon after that, in a briefing call with the National Security Staff of the Office of the Vice President in February of 2015, I raised my concern that Hunter Biden's status as a board member could create the perception of a conflict of interest. I mean, he wasn't he, removed after that. I thought, so. the Biden, I thought that Biden's whole thing was, I didn't know and my office didn't know that Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. You've got a guy here saying that he is. This... We've got a but guy coming, talk about. coming yeah. to Biden's office and saying, hey, guys, you we yeah. probably should look at the optics of this because it's really not supposed to be going on. Well, and this is, I think, the central part of this entire story, which is the word perception there is so powerful. Yeah. It's not that it was corrupt. Right. It was the perception of corrupt uh, corruption that they needed to avoid, where with Trump, it's just corrupt. Right. Like they just assume corruption with Trump and with with Biden. It's just like, oh, man, it, people might think that you're doing something wrong here. It's like you walk in, you know, on your on your wife in bed with another guy. and You're like, honey, this is going to create some perceptions. People are going to think you're sleeping around. It's like, well, it, she is. Uh, but Ivanka got some Chinese trademarks. Oh, I mean, like that, that that's right. the left's yeah. response. It's like, you know, Hunter Biden taking eighty eight thousand dollars a year for three a years yeah. is the a month mm -hmm. for three years is exactly the same as Ivanka Trump trademarking her name in China. It is incredible. The lengths they'll <laughs> go like, to, to uh, give their own side, you know, grace and yeah. benefit of the doubt um, so often. OK, before before we go to break, I do want to show you guys. I'm not sure if you saw it. Jim Jordan put up this this is great troll work by Jim Jordan. <laughs> Put up this giant sign uh, behind him. It says, I'm concerned if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting yeah. Representative Al Green. Just to remind everyone, just to remind the public, everyone watching uh, what the Democrats' <laughs> intentions really were all about. Good job, Jim Jordan. That's solid. And, and Green wasn't even talking about Ukraine. He was yeah. just talking about Russia. Russia. Like, that wasn't yeah. the last time they were going to impeach right. him. Exactly. I mean, exactly. this is, and it's central to what's going on here, which is a confident party that thinks it can win the 2020 election doesn't do what the Democrats are doing. Right. They obviously are terrified they're going to lose here, so they're pulling out all the stops and trying to get him thrown out of office for other reasons other than the American people just voting him out. Yeah. If you think you have a better candidate, go to the American people, make your case, and they should select you. Uh, unfortunately, I think they know that, you know, you, they got half the people are like basically like we should turn into the Soviet Union and the American <laughs> people might not like that. that yeah. Much. If I was a Democrat and I saw the field that, that they were working with, I would probably be terrified, too. <laughs> Back in a minute. Before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, Genesis 950, which it always distracts me because their picture has these cute little animals. And if you know me at all, you know that I want You're a cat to lady. I am a cat lady. Well, we have a dog now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but we you're a cat lady. So. I am a cat at lady heart. at heart. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. I own it. A my goal, lady, a raccoon lady. My goal yeah. when I grow up, <laughs> when I grow up, and I'm really old, I guess, is to have an animal sanctuary <laughs> where I will need gallons and gallons and gallons of Genesis 950 <laughs> because I want people to actually come over to my house. Uh, so Genesis 950, um, it, you can use it for multiple things. You can use it to clean your countertops, your bathrooms. You can get oil stains and grease stains out of it. I mean, you can truly use this for everything. But what it was really developed for was uh, carpets. So pet odors, uh, maybe you're like me, you're house training a puppy, and you're like, well, there goes the uh, rug. There's poop on it now, and I actually have to clean it up. Genesis 950 has been a lifesaver for me. Uh, If you are looking to replace your carpets, maybe you're a crazy cat lady too, Uh, you're looking to replace your carpets, don't do that yet. Try Genesis 950. Pat has had amazing experience with it, and uh, they did the whole nine yards of like a professional professional cleaner. cleaner. And it it wouldn't get clean, and then he brought in the Genesis 950, and that got it right out. And it's way less expensive than a professional cleaner Mm -hmm. or new carpet. So you got to try it. You can get it on Amazon if you do all your shopping on Amazon. Amazon, but you can also get a discount and a free spray bottle if you go to Genesis950.com. Use promo code Blaze and you will get that free spray bottle and a discount. That is Genesis950.com. Look at those cute little animals. Oh, I love them. Uh, all right, so Hillary Clinton. You know, we, we talk about her being out. She's doing her book interview. Is she going to run? Is she not going to run? Uh, she was asked on a BBC radio interview, which you'll see in a second. I don't love, this is a weird setup. I don't like the camera angle. It's all very, very bizarre. But uh, she was asked about the prospect of running in 2020, as everyone likes to speculate here. And this is what she had to say. So you are ruling it. Well, look, I, as I say, never, never, never say never. Um, And I I will certainly tell you, I'm under enormous pressure from many, many, many people to think about it. But as of this moment, sitting here in this studio talking to you, that is absolutely not in my plans. Uh, yeah, like I'm sitting 60. in the studio right now in the next three minutes. They are not in my plans to tell you and announce on foreign soil that I'm running for president on Friday. That was an amazing collection of disclaimers. <laughs> I know. Uh, as I sit here... In the studio, so if she was standing in the studio, <laughs> she could announce it. But she's sitting in the studio at this time. I mean, that was that was that was amazing. I'm not. It's not in my plans. I mean, she really does. Disc- I mean, look, I've been uh, very dismissive of any uh, possibility of Clinton running. But I mean, that is like she's she's blatantly thinking about it, which is incredible. I mean, how does she not have the sense of the room at this point? They don't want you. They don't want you, Hillary. Not It's not even us. Like, of course, we don't want you. But, I mean, they also don't want you. The Democrats have no interest in Hillary Clinton. Well, to your point, and Jason, I want you to jump in here, too. But to your point, uh, one of her own former advisors, Doug <laughs> Schoen, I think is how you say it. But one of her former advisors had this advice for her on whether or not she should run. What? What's your advice to your former boss? She's like, if I'm basically dragged into well, it, I'll think about it. My advice would be go home, close the door, uh, shut your mouth, be quiet, and just forget about this. I mean, she lost when she shouldn't have lost. Everything she said recently has been nuts. 
<laughs> but other than that, she's yeah. great. Yeah. He looked like, look like he wasn't going to hold it in. I know. <laughs> God, Jason. I'd love to know the names of all these people that have been really pressuring her into doing this. Well, there are many, 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 many people. people. And also, Adam Schiff does not know who the whistleblower is. Yeah, right. they all live in her head. Yeah. All of those people. Many people. It's got to be. It's got to be very, very tempting, though, because there's there's got to be a lot of people that are just like, you know, licking their lips. Paul like, Patrick. All right? the people. I mean, right. The guy I mean, who said no to the run before, Bloomberg, who said no to the run before. And I was like, gosh, this field really sucks. I could just jump in and be and win. They all think this, right? Um, I think there's a, there's the only argument, again, she has until Friday to get into yeah. New Hampshire. New Hampshire right. You know, Bloomberg is basically saying, like, I can skip the first four states and make it work because I'm a billionaire. Um, that's kind of his argument. And maybe there's something to that. I don't think so. I don't think anyone, there's any there's any, any hunger or thirst or anything else for Michael Bloomberg or Hillary Clinton. The only thing you can maybe make the argument with Hillary is if they went through the entire primary process and named a nominee. Let's say they were to name, uh, you know, a Joe Biden and then he got enveloped in complete scandal and the whole thing fell apart and they needed to just draft someone out of nowhere that was kind of just ready to go. And that's a possibility if this thing goes to the Senate. Yeah, (laughs) really. It's not impossible, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's. It's highly unlikely. And even in that situation, why would you go back to Hillary at that point? Why wouldn't you go to someone uh, who had already run? The argument there would be, well, we can't have someone that, you know, whoever won the nomination and fell out has already beaten. Mm-hmm. So you can bring in someone else who's mm-hmm. kind of already gone through the process. Maybe that works. But I mean, like you're talking, you know, you're talking like House of Cards level nonsense at this point. I mean, you're you're way down the road of Kevin Spacey. Uh, you know, he's doing whatever Kevin Spacey does on set. That sort of stuff has to happen before this goes down. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you say that, but like with this special tonight, the Democrats Hydra that Glenn is doing, I mean, crazier things have happened right under our noses. Yeah, I mean, so many things, though, would have to happen. I mean, because if it, if one of these things blew up now, they just pick a different nominee, right? right? Like, yeah. through the primary, primary process. It would have to go past the... Pro- like, you'd have to get, like, past the nomination process. You think about um, what uh, was talked about, you know, relatively serious by some real uh, serious Republicans at the time when the Access Hollywood tape came out, mm-hmm. and we were a month away from the election, and everyone's like, holy crap, there's no chance this guy can win. Um, that was at the time, uh, and has been reported in multiple books telling of this, of this story that they actually did consider like, and s- several people came out and said it, you should drop out. Yeah. Um, so what happens in that situation? Maybe they would have thrown in a Romney, right? Like someone who had already run and gone through, maybe they would have thrown, gone to Pence as well if there was a VP named. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was a, there was a close association with Trump and that might not have been the, the way to go. It, th- that sort of situation, you're just throwing, you know, you're just hoping you can get through the, the election cycle with a party that's intact. Yeah. Rob, she must must believe that God just put her on this green earth to become president or or that she's entitled to it. I mean, she's got to be so delusional at this point to even consider, oh, well, I mean, not at this particular moment not while she she's sitting, sitting in the studio. In the studio, in the studio, in the studio at but time. at some point in time. time. Right, but... It's under plans. <laughs> I mean... But, you, but never, never, never say never. Never say never. I mean, I think that she's wanted this since the first time she met Bill Clinton, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they made a deal. I'll, oh, I'll stand the by you the entire time, guy? and you can do whatever you want to do with all the women that you're going to do with it. I'll stick by you, and then you've got to support me when your time's done. And I think that, that she really thinks that she was, like you said, she was put on this earth mm-hmm. to be the first female president of the United States. Um, it, it's, it's amazing. But to put on the tinfoil hat for a second, can I do that? <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to? Isn't it interesting, you know, we talk about New Hampshire being on Friday. Isn't it interesting that the impeachment public hearings start the week that that's there? Does she think that maybe 
that something so bombshelly will come out and say, the election was stolen from me, I obviously have to run again. Mm. And she's got the day to do it. I mean, I don't think that that's what happened, but dates and weird things sometimes make weird combinations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, look, I think you're right. I think, you know, she she wants to jump in badly, and you can understand it. Like, if you were to, if you were to say, like, I, I tried something that was big, I had a chance to win, and I blew it, I won a second chance. But that's what 2016 was. Yeah. It was her second chance. She already blew it in 2008. Yeah. So... She's looking for the trifecta. Okay, all right. We, I mean, come on, Hillary. We're, we are rooting for that trifecta. The We're the turkey. Kirkley. All right. Yeah, all right, back in a minute. Martha Copley's the only person that's lost it For those of you who have been following all of the impeachment hearings going on today, or you just watched the uh, supercuts that we showed you here on this, uh, on this episode, on this program, you're re- I think that your head might explode when you watch Glenn's chalkboard special tonight. It is called The Democrats' Hydra, and it is tonight, like I said, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. You can sign up for Blaze TV using promo code GB20OFF. I'm just saying I think you're going to want to sign up after you watch this episode just because we are giving you Glenn and his team. This guy primarily has done so much of the digging. We're giving you so much information. You're not going to hear it anywhere else, and it is huge. And hearing the Democrats talk like they are in these impeachment hearings is going to really piss you off. BlazeTV.com, Facebook, YouTube, watch it. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at BlazeTV.com. Megan Rapinoe. Oh, man. I've missed her. Have you guys missed her being in the news? In what way? Yeah, I guess. Like, if I missed her, you know, she's been talking, have I ignored it? Yes. yes I, have, I do have missed her in that way. <laughs> yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, of course, they, she was the, uh, the forefront of the women's soccer team that won, I don't know, whatever soccer teams Something, win. Yeah. yeah. The cup, some sort of cup. Yeah, yeah I don't know. World, World Cup, country sure. cup, I don't know. That thing. Soccer. Mm-hmm. All right, soccer. Uh, so she just accepted Glamour Magazine's Woman of the Year Award. Mm. I'm actually triggered and offended because I didn't think that we were supposed to assume that people are identifying women. as women. Mm-hmm. Right. So I hope that Did they got confirmation. I yeah, hope I that they so. got confirmation mm-hmm. from her that she does, in fact, identify as a woman today. Um, but in her acceptance speech, she uh, took the time to... Praise Stu's good friend, Colin Kaepernick. Watch. Mm. So while I'm enjoying all of this unprecedented and frankly a little bit uncomfortable attention um, and personal success, Mm -hmm. um, in large part due to my activism off the field, Colin Kaepernick is still effectively banned. Mm -hmm. They're clapping from being dead. That's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not how this works. No. Still banned from the NFL for kneeling during the national anthem in protest of known and systematic police brutality against people of color, known and systematic racial injustice, Mm. known and systematic white supremacy. Yep, huge white supremacy. I see no clearer (laughs) example of that system being alive and well than me standing before you right now. And I'm not going to act like my whiteness has nothing to do with me standing before you now. She She doesn't doesn't look look like it there. Exactly. She's very tan. She's white. 
is doing dark I don't want to live in that kind of world. <laughs> and I don't think that that kind of world <laughs> is the world that suits everybody and is going to move us forward in the direction that Maybe we need to go. Uh, <laughs> this, these arguments what? are so dumb. I mean, we, I, the police one we could go into for a million years and have so many times it's not worth it. Uh, but like the Colin Kaepernick thing, number one, he has a tryout supposedly this week. Today um, is it today with the Falcons? She's in it. No, it's a it's a um, it, there's a group it's one. An NFL group tryout. Yeah, in, it's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, and okay. she's obviously going to take credit because she said this a few days ago. So oh, that's wow. what got. So I mean, maybe he could try not sucking. Right, um, and here's the thing. This is the thing that he can never explain, and has never had. No one's ever had to make him explain, which is he was on a team with Eric Reed, who was also kneeling, who has had a job the whole time. Right. He's never had a problem. He got, he got, even got released and got picked up by another team. Malcolm Jenkins is like the captain of the Philadelphia Eagles, and he was doing many of the same things. People Michael Bennett here in Dallas, Bennett, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, people who are skilled at football wound up keeping their jobs. Kaepernick didn't. This is exactly like. There's a reason for that, and it's not racism and white supremacy. Thank you very much. Which, by the way, can I just harp on the fact for a second? I'm so tired of these people using the word systematic. Yeah. And systemic, like they they don't know what it means, and they just throw it out there just to like make this blanket statement that America is. uh, We have this big white supremacy problem. Like based on what? They just they just did a rally. They did that rally in Charlottesville a couple like was it, last nine year. People. Nine people showed up. There's not a white supremacy. <laughs> I mean, like it's just it's just embarrassing. Every single point she made was wrong. Yeah. But like that, we are at that you know level of society where like you can be proud for being dumb, and that's what she's doing here. I mean, maybe she just doesn't know. You know, maybe she's just never had someone bring up a critical point to anything she said. I suspect that's true. <laughs> well, if you do that, you're a hater and a racist yeah. so you, and a misogynist. No, you're a, no, 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 no. You're a homophobe. A homophobe, that's right. Why? I, I'm trying to... Because she's you gotta gay. Get the, you oh, got to get the intersectionality her. ladder correct. <laughs> like, where no are we <laughs> on the intersectionality ladder? But, I'm I mean, pretty sure. You, yeah, she's gay. Uh, she may be. I don't know. The whole controversy was that she, you know, she thought that people were uh, hating on her because... I thought they were hating on her because she, or because she wasn't making as much as the men's team. I thought that was her controversy. But what, then we, what we found out is on a percentage of the money that they bring in, they actually are making... Oh, yeah. And you, yeah, we yeah, went through it, those yeah, numbers. Yeah, it's yeah. not even true. I mean, again, this is the point with her. Anyone who critic who criticized her was called up. Trust me, I know. I did a video that uh, like okay. uh, everyone called me uh, homophobe because I, I criticized her. Again, it's like it's like when people criticize you being a homophobe and you don't know the person's gay. I don't like wh- what. <laughs> I, how I, I'm the worst homophobe in the world. I can't even know who's gay and who isn't. Your gay like is like really, really, really low. You'd have yeah, a working yeah. list at home that you'd be adding to just so that you could know who to hate. Right. I mean, either that or I just don't care about any of it. You know, and like, and that's where people, I think most people are, right? I mean, like, of course you want people treated fairly. And that's why, you know, we were talking about this the other day with the, uh, with the transgendered kid here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And and I made the point of literally zero people believe the things that are being said here, right? Like no one believes a four-year-old or a two-year-old can make a decision on their gender going forward. And you're like, well, I think maybe some people do. And I think like what you're saying is true. It's not like they're lying. It's like, it's just that like they're They're doing it in this way. Well, yes, they're stupid, but they're also (laughs) doing it in this way. It's actually, 
uh, informed by good intentions, right? It's like yeah. they don't they don't feel this, they don't believe it, yes. but they think someone else is different, and they might really believe it. So yes. they're kind of covering for them and saying like, "Well, I don't know everything, and I don't want to be mean, so therefore, right. yes, yes, I do believe it." That's just lying. Okay, <laughs> that's what that is. When you're denying facts because you want to make someone feel better, that's just lying. Yeah. It's the same thing. Well, and I got so much pushback uh, from people who said, well, well, just mind your own business. It's not your kids. I'm like, would you say that to someone who was watching a parent beat the crap out of their kid? No. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if my conviction is that this is wrong, this is child abuse, this is mental child abuse, then no, I'm not going to mind my own business. That's not what people do. Yeah, it, would you say it to Michael Jackson who held his kid over a balcony <laughs> yeah, like this right. that you're not supposed to Britney do that? Britney Spears got all sorts of crap whenever she had her child in, the, in her lap uh, in the driver's seat. Why don't you guys mind your own business? That's just not how it works when you live well, in a society and we're all raising children and we're all in it <laughs> oh, together. Yeah, I mean, look, you have free speech and I think there is a, there's certainly in America a, a level of... You know, you've raised your kids how you want to raise your kids. Right. That's totally yeah. fine. When you're putting someone in danger, yes. though, that's when the law needs to step in. That's why we have them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, for those of you who have not seen uh, my video on the James Younger case that we were talking about just just now, you can go to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on YouTube. Go subscribe, please. Go subscribe, Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. I love that it says subscribe for free. Subscribe for free. It's free, you it's guys. Free. It's free. It's the easiest thing you can do. Yeah. Just click subscribe. <laughs> uh, all right, before we go, because everything is stupid today, um, I wanted to get your <laughs> thoughts on there's this picture that's gone viral on social media <laughs> after a woman shared uh, her, her selfie on, on a flight, for those of you listening on podcast, took a selfie of herself with the top of her chair, the back <laughs> of her chair on her plane, and the woman behind her took off her shoes and socks and propped her feet up on the headrest of this woman's seat. So she's got the, <laughs> these dirty feet dangling above her head. Uh, she said it's going to be a long flight. I got to say that my favorite part about that picture is her concerned eyes. I know. Like she's just like, what is happening over my head right now? I mean, you would have concerned eyes too, I think. I would. I think those are justified there. So I, it's an odd thing that is. It was propped, right? I mean, it looks like it was propped. I mean, you don't think the friend behind, you know. I have been on a flight where someone has taken off their shoes and their socks. Oh, that is I've had flip-flops and I've done that, so I've been the guy that's done Oh, oh Rob. Oh, okay, gosh. well, it's been Sorry. nice having you All on right, the show. All right, I'm going to read threads about you. <laughs> it, it must be, those are Rob's feet. Oh, no, 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 no. It was Rob. It was Rob. We cracked the case. Uh, okay, so then you think, that, let's talk about this then. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, you think that it's proper etiquette to take your shoes off in a plane? I will, I, I will do it if I have socks on, yes, absolutely, 100%. If you have socks, but you just said that you. Well, I did. I mean, I've had flip flops on before, and they might have come off. I mean, it wasn't like I took it off. Now you want to backtrack? I didn't like take it off. Now you want to backtrack? With no. I can't wait for the FAA. I'm a very. I'm an anti. I'm I'm actually an anti-shoe guy. I like walking around in, in socked feet. See, I am a very much pro shoe person because yeah, I know, I which is why I was told by the higher ups that I needed to wear shoes in Dallas. It's crazy, right? There you go. What are, okay, what are, where do you stand on this controversy still? Uh, he's insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love Rob. He's Obviously. completely insane on this. No, I mean, I, socks are one thing. I think socks can be. I, I, look, I would. I think you should keep your shoes on, right, guys, yes. generally speaking. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, you know, socks, uh, eh, all right. Clean. You know, yeah, 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 if they're clean socks, it's not going to – the bare feet they're shouldn't be coming after out. You, they're not clean after you walk around the airplane with them on. 
I think we should all go like on that. planes and just get in. I, we, the whole burka thing should happen. We should just all covered. We just see a little slip for our eyes. That's enough. I don't need to see anything else from anyone else on the plane. Well, also, I self-identify I mean, as a billionaire, and I think the government should give me my own private plane so I don't have to deal with this. Also, you know, there's a lot of germs being spread, so the burka would help with germ prevention, too, exactly, on see? the airplanes. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, yeah. I think you're onto something. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, yesterday's poll, who should be the Republican presidential candidate in 2024? Oh, geez. Uh, Nikki Haley, 50% said Nikki Haley. Followed by Donald Trump Jr. at 26%. 24% though said someone else. So that's encouraging. Kanye least. wasn't, you didn't put Kanye out. He, he's announced. He's running mm-hmm. as yeah, a Republican. I mean, I didn't before? do the poll, Rob, all right? <laughs> I didn't do it. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, today's poll, did you watch the impeachment hearings today? So basically, do you like to uh, torture yourself? Let us know if you are in fact into that. By going to the Blaze's Twitter, that is at the Blaze. Thank you, gentlemen. Don't forget again the Democrats Hydra tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Um, if you are listening to this podcast after the fact, it will be available on BlazeTV.com, on YouTube, on Facebook, YouTube and Facebook. It's for free, you guys. There's no reason not to watch this. It is information. You, it's going to shock you. It's going to piss you off. You're going to go through all of the emotions, all of the stages of grief. You're going to go through just like I did last night when I read through the script. Couldn't believe it. You got to tune in tonight. The Democrats, Hydra. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.